Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mark Bell's Power Project podcast, hosted by Mark Bell, co-hosted by Nsima Eang and myself, Andrew Zaragoza. This episode was recorded on August 3rd. Yes, if you guys listened to yesterday's episode, uh, we did two uh, yesterday, two days. We don't slow down. Uh, anyways, today is just with the crew again. And uh, today we actually tried to flip social media on its head. Uh, we've talked a lot about social media in the past, about you know how it can be uh, addicting, how it can lead to you know anxiety how it can lead to depression. But today we try to flip that around and talk about nothing but the positives about social media. However, since there are so many negative things, we did talk about some of the negatives, but how to maybe avoid them, how to be a better parent when it comes to social media. And of course, just everything that we can think of, like, you know, in conversation about how it can actually be a positive thing. Uh, One of the positive things is you guys can reach out to us. Uh, So please do. Please reach out to us at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB power project on twitter uh, we do have a tiktok but we haven't been on there because things got a little weird but we're on uh, linkedin uh, we're on facebook of course youtube uh, i mean we're, we're easily accessible uh, sometimes we do get overwhelmed with a lot of dms and comments and stuff but uh, we're doing our best to get back to everybody as best we can um Maybe you guys will understand why sometimes it takes a little bit longer for us after listening to this episode with some of the tools that we utilize uh, that hopefully you guys can utilize as well. And if you do, reach out to us and let us know uh, what you found beneficial. And then also uh, let us know in what ways, uh, not Instagram, but social media itself, in what ways it's impact you for the better. Uh, maybe you met your significant other on a social media platform or, you know, just maybe even a new job on LinkedIn, uh, whatever Maybe, again, please reach out to us. All links will be down in the description. And ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this episode. Oh my gosh, we're back. We're back. Dude, no, 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 no. Up the energy. I'm sorry. I didn't want to blow out speakers. Like that. That was a weird tone, though. I don't like it. You do it better. You do it better. We need to work on this. Yeah. We'll be okay. I had uh, some Piedmontese this morning. I'll have you guys know. What? Yeah. I didn't know you could have it for breakfast. Yeah. I had a filet. I got a picture Ah, of it. I got a picture of it. Filet and some uh, eggs. It was amazing. A filet mignon. Trying to go steak and eggs. Trying to... Trying to bring back the steak and eggs and the Vince Gironda diet from the 1960s or 70s, whenever it was. Ron Penna claims he did it for 16 weeks, but you know how those guys are. He's your crazy. He's your he's your crazy uncle who you're like, uh, but then it's Ron Penna, so you're like, ah, uh, he probably did. And Ron can curl a hundred pounds or hundred and ten. Super strong. I don't understand. What about these people that know how much they can curl? That's Mike Ryan is like that too. He's like, I can curl hundred ten pound dumbbell. I always go by the the young guys, and I just grab That's more yeah. weight than them, and cocksucker. Okay, but look at Mike hey, Ryan. Cocksucker, yeah, Mike Ryan is he's, he's freaking jacked. On the note of fillets, though, Piedmontese filet mignon is like really, really good. Filet mignon, mignon. Sorry, sorry, guys. Filet mignon. It's really freaking like it's really, really good. Surprise! Like it's amazing. Expected. It's, it's yeah, fantastic. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I cooked it up last night and just kind of reheated her this morning, and it was like unbelievable. Yeah, put some eggs on top of it. All good yesterday so i so i finally got my pellet smoker all together at the new place i I started working on it friday and then it just things get out of control but i made uh flat iron steaks for the family and for my father-in-law 
and he took his first bite we thought he like bit into the fork or something like we thought he chipped a tooth because his reaction was just like oh i was like whoa what's wrong he's just like this is so good i'm like i've been trying to tell you he's like this is what you've been talking about this whole time it's like yes <laughs> and it was just funny getting his like you know it's just seeing someone's reaction to a flat iron steak for the very first time you yeah. know like it's been a while for us but it's incredible every time but like seeing it happen it's like damn these really are different mm-hmm. all three of us cook the steaks in some different ways but mm-hmm. it's all the same thing we take a slab of meat from piedmontese <laughs> we heat it up in some way get it hot enough to where to where we like it get it we get it to our liking but we pretty much just put salt and pepper on it yeah you know i just use salt yeah yeah salt salt yeah sometimes butter i don't know about mm. you guys man if you use butter here and there sometimes yeah. i'll throw a little butter on there but that's it man mm-hmm. you know, we're not we're not dumping barbecue sauce on we're not oh, dumping no, teriyaki no, no, sauce no. i think it would kill it yeah and that was another thing that you know it always you know not confuses him but he's just like wow really like like it's just salt uh, Where, you have a lot of salt <laughs> you have like no man come on let me get that a1 like oh get away from me from that uh don't ruin my flat iron steak with any kind of sauces that's you know and then also about the flat iron steaks it's like 90 grams of protein and i think only eight grams of fat so if you're tracking if you're you know you think you have to have um chicken breast all the time like no completely wrong bottom line is if you don't want to get jacked don't participate in what piedmontese you know if, if, if you're you know if you just are like, hey, I don't want to have any more muscle, then Piedmontese wouldn't be good for you, you know? Yeah, just stay lame. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for more information on Piedmontese, please head over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com at checkout. Did it again. Enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. And if your order is $99 or more, you'll get free two-day shipping. Two-a-days, guys. I like it. Two-a-days. Uh, I love it. me some steak. Yeah, real quick. Someone just, uh, John Murdoch asked if Mind Bullet has ever made you guys irritable. I would say the complete opposite. The exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe you got a bad batch of You something. know, I, I do think that sometimes you can come down from stuff. So just like coffee, you know, sometimes you can oh, come yeah, down, yeah. come down the other side of stuff. But I haven't really, um, I haven't really noticed that, but I mean, I guess the opposite of when it, it does make you feel good and then you all of a sudden don't have that same feeling anymore. And maybe that's some of the irritability that you might be feeling. Maybe he took it when he was tired. There oh, was a day tired once, and wired does not feel good at all. There mm-hmm. was a day when I took some mind bullet and I was like, I had what three or four hours of sleep and I was just not liking it. <laughs> it was, it wasn't a good experience. Yeah, you're in an altered state and you're tired. You're like, Oh yeah, I no. think that's I think that's one of the worst. It makes you feel sick when you're ty- you're fatigued, like you didn't get enough re- enough sleep, enough rest, and then you have like a coffee or something like that, or any sort of stimulant. You feel like crap. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that guy. Maybe he took a a pretty large dose or something like that. So maybe he can try. You know, well, taking trying a little bit less. Yeah, or maybe he's just asking if it is a possibility because he didn't say that it happened yeah. to him. Uh, so maybe I'd also say I also say it's quite possible that you know it may not be for him. This, uh, that happens sometimes. I have some friends that that take it and they don't notice anything from it, <laughs> which I don't know how that happens. But 
I'm not going to claim that it's not true. <laughs> I'm not going to try to call people out and say, hey, yeah, you're lying to me. <laughs> uh, you know, people, uh, some people get really charged up from caffeine. Some people don't feel it hardly at all. Yeah. But I do know some people who are like, like they'll, they'll take something. I don't feel it at all. I don't feel nothing. I don't just cause I don't know. There's something to not having any type of effect. Like, I'm going to knock you out right here. We'll see how you feel that. That's the worst. <laughs> I'm going to catch you with an overhand right, right now. Haymaker. Anyway, we're talking about social media. Social media distancing is what we need, I think. We need to distance ourselves from that shit every once in a while. But mm. we're going to lay out some pros, which I don't know if there are any, but we're going to lay out some of the pros. Now, I think there's a lot of pros to social media, and I want to first say that I'm uh, grateful in the, in the time that I grew up in and the time that I created my product because you know i don't know like um trying to take out an ad in a magazine and and getting people to mail me checks and mail me money Mm. uh i don't know if i would have had you know nearly the same success you know um being able to be on social media i want to first off say that um let's do this on this podcast let's Let's just call YouTube something slightly different, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and we can get to YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that YouTube uh, should be lumped in in the same way because it's not as highly interactive. Um, people go on there and they comment, and there are wars on YouTube just like anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's not the same because you end up on a channel, you watch something, you watch something from a particular person. And then usually you're off. You're not like scrolling from channel to channel to channel, from person to person to person. So for this podcast, we'll leave YouTube uh, off the plate just a little bit. But I will mention that that is how I built everything was originally through YouTube. That's how I got a following in the first place. Mm. Um, Some people followed me over to, I had a MySpace account and from MySpace to Facebook. Um and my Facebook page used to do really well in terms of like interaction and stuff like that. And, um, I, I did talk a lot about the products and, and those kinds of things, but I'll just start out by saying some of the general, uh, pros to everything, um, is I would say that social media has made, well, also I'll try to stick to some of the, some stuff in the United States and then we can talk worldwide as well but like at least in terms of the united states i think the amount of uh, millionaires in the united states has probably like doubled since social media has like really hit hard and i would say that's kind of around the time that maybe a little bit before even but around the time instagram came into play and so therefore i think it's been a huge injection into our uh, economy mm-hmm. i think it's helped a lot of people it's helped a lot of people be able to uh have have some of their business on there. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do Instagram. There's a lot of different ways of doing Facebook. There's Facebook advertising. There's Instagram advertising. Um, I'm part of all that. So I also want to say that I support social media, like uh, like literally, like dump a lot of money in into these things. So I don't want to... I don't want to say like how negative it is and then be, you know, <laughs> and then also say like, Hey, I, I dump a lot of money into these companies cause that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, but what I do want to talk about is I just want to maybe try to make people more aware today of some of the dangers of social media on a positive end. I think you can get a reputation for yourself. I think you can build a business for yourself. You can build 
you can become like an authoritative figure, mm-hmm. you know, whether that, whether it's like really true or not that you are is another topic. Right. Um, and so there's some things like that. And then what, my favorite part of social media is the social aspect of, you know, they, they used to, they used to say there's like seven degrees of separation. Well, now I just think there's one, you know, cause you can reach, you can reach out to Gary V. You could reach out to the rock every once in a while. The rock, you know, he answers back and I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy, right? It's got like 200 million followers or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think those are some of the pros to social media. We have, um, we have gotten some of the, some of the, um, we've gotten some r- really outstanding guests on this podcast through social media. Um, Gary V being one of them, uh, we were able to reach out to him and people like Jordan Syatt and, you know, the list goes on and on of friends that we've made through social media um, and uh, being able to reach out to someone like Flex Wheeler and Jay Cutler. And some of it is due to uh, us being in the industry, but a lot of it has to do with just being able to boom, slide into someone's DM, send them a message. They see, you know, how many followers I have. They see the power project. They see your guys' stuff and they're like, okay, this seems like a halfway legitimate crew. Uh, I should go on that show. Should be pretty cool. So there's some of the pros. Where do you guys see some of the pros lying? Uh, I'm, I'm just curious, like when this next like generation comes up, but like how many kids will say that their parents met on like a social media or, or a dating app? I mean, Mm. Yeah, so that happened in New Jersey when I, I, I saw my cousin out there, and my cousin uh, was like, oh, he's like, I want you to meet my girlfriend. I've been dating her for two years, and I was like, oh, that's great. And uh, I was like, where'd you guys meet? You know, And he, he said, like, some app, app or whatever. He's like, oh, it's really weird. We met on an app. I said, that's not really weird. It's yeah, not. that's not. I said, that's... Uh, I said, that's just modern technology and you, you know, like that's just the way it is. And the way that I met my wife, you know, if, if we didn't have planes and if we didn't have cars, I would have never met my wife either. I would still be stuck in fucking Poughkeepsie, New York, where I grew up. You know what I mean? So I think that it's really easy for us to get old really fast and be like, that's weird. What the hell are all these kids doing these days? You know, wave our fist and, and wave our newspaper in the air, you know? Um, but I also don't think that is helpful. And I think that um, somebody could argue, hey, you know, maybe uh, there's aspects of meeting in person uh, that could be better. But uh, I don't what, what would you consider to be better? You know, like, um, I, you know, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, people meet each other on an app and they fall in love and they get married and they have babies and they have a great life. I see zero wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, people, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, rifling, th- rifling through a lot of people at, at a, in a short period of time. Maybe not, you know, <laughs> maybe some of that's not a good practice. And maybe being on those sites and uh, not being able to attract someone else and those kind, maybe those things would hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe those things would be tough. I know Seema has been having a tough time on it. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a great thing to like really like judge those things. I think it just is part of technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then so going into some of the positives too, um, I, 
you know, everybody is on social media now in, to some extent. So as much as I would love to see like one of our products, like on Mark uh, of a photo that I took, like on a big old billboard on the freeway, like, I mean, yeah, that would do a lot for me just like to see that, like, oh my God, everyone can see, you know, what we've done. Uh, who, n- nobody would even pay attention. But we post something on social media and it goes across, you know, all platforms and stuff. Everyone's there. So, like, yeah, that gets seen more. So just getting the word out. So, again, it's kind of backpacking on what Mark was was saying. But even for this podcast, there was, I mean, probably like a year and a half and we would still get people like, oh, I didn't know you guys were still doing the podcast. It's like, shit, man, of course we are. Mm -hmm. And so, like, just getting the word out about just sharing more information is huge because like it you know if you post like a silly meme or something it could catch fire and then all of a sudden it's like whoa what what's this mark bell's power project and then they look like oh shit it's a dope podcast so uh it's a bummer that print is like kind of on the back burner now but it, it traditional media traditional advertising is like it's so expensive and it's almost useless now. Mm. Uh, again, would I love to see our commercial on, you know, on TV during like, you know, the playoffs this year? Yeah, that'd be sick. Coming soon. However, the, <laughs> the, the cost of like, you know, a commercial for the podcast to put it on there on a, a different thing where people need instant, they need visual, they need this, like it wouldn't make a lot of sense for, for us to put like, you know, like, three hundred thousand dollars in an ad campaign that's going to go on tv for people that don't probably not going to follow through yeah whereas we spend some time and energy on like a facebook post where people can click and download something Mm -hmm. and that's huge so as far as like advancing advertising and marketing i mean it just we have no idea what's next but obviously social media there has been nothing like it and it's so gigantic and the amazing thing also is everyone that is listening watching right now like they all can do it too Mm -hmm. it's not just i gotta know somebody at like nbc that can connect me to somebody else you know again it's i'm just backpacking again off of mark but like yeah, the, the the degrees of separation are now gone. Like the playing field has been. Look at leveled. one of your favorite things: music, hip hop. Of course, yeah. You just hey, record an album. Yeah, where do I record it? At your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, put it on. Who's going to produce it? I am. Yeah, put a little bit on IG. Put mm-hmm. a little bit on YouTube. Put a little bit on Twitter. Put a little bit on Facebook. Yeah, that's good to go. Yeah, like our our buddy uh, Remington James. He was just like, I want to make a rap album, and he just did it. And it's now he has a second one out. Seriously, but yeah. It's, yeah. So there's stuff no like one like that. holding you back. You don't have Correct. to like get this record label to believe in your shit or whatever. You can just if you believe in your stuff good enough, mm-hmm. and you can buy a little bit of equipment, you can get going. If you have a talent, you can show the world, and the people are going to be the judges if they dig it or not. And that's that's it. There's no barriers. Mm-hmm. So that's really dope. Yeah, and then even if uh, somebody were to like, man, I, I want to have a, a podcast with my two friends. It's man, it'll be pretty similar to power project somehow maybe it will be um no i don't want to do that because that's already going and you know there's so many people in this world like if somebody were to do that that would be somebody's favorite podcast yeah you know like there's enough room there's enough uh you know uh real estate to go around online because it's endless Mm. yeah success is not um Success is unlimited. Correct. And uh, you know, I, I talked to a guy the other day. I went on his podcast. He he was a teach. He was a teacher. And it's like 
someone else will listen to that and they're like i'm a teacher and he has kids and stuff like that and mm-hmm. he's just trying to figure out a way of making life work he wants to help people be better and i'm sure there's people that listen to that and they're like man i i like to lift like this guy I like i would like to look like that guy i'd like to do this i'd like to do that and you're going to get people to listen to it and there's people talking about uh everything from lifting to fashion to music um but it's like i think that one of the coolest things about social media maybe we forget is um your ability to select whatever the hell it is that you want. You can like look and find any any kind of person that you want to follow and you can kind of get behind that. Um, we don't get that in education, you know, and we and we need it. That's that's really missed in education and education needs to be uh, social media, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And education needs to have some gamification going on in it because kids don't have any problem being on Instagram all day. <laughs> kids don't have any problem, uh, you know, playing Nintendo Switch all day. Ooh. But they they have they don't want to do school, and it's because school isn't made into a game. School is forced. It's one of the anyway. <laughs> I'll get on that topic, but yeah. you know I think it's like can't we just look at social media and how addicting it is to a lot of our youth, and then can't we apply something to where oh maybe we can think of some healthier things to feed these kids to get into their feed. Maybe somebody, maybe some people already tr- are, are trying, but uh, I think it would be a useful thing to to start to look into since that's where a lot of kids already are. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, I'm, I'm only 27. We're not that old, but it, it like I don't even mean to harp on it, but it does scare me seeing the younger generation integrated into, and we're we're kind of talking specifically about Instagram mm-hmm. integrated into that because they're already looking at all these other people, what all these other people are doing. And uh, we'll talk more about like maybe some of those negatives later, but that aspect of it does scare me because it already affects adults so harshly. And it gives people, it help makes people feel depressed and anxious. Think about like what it's already doing to that young multiple mind. But, let me let me come to some benefits real quick. There's a buddy of mine, Julian. Uh, we do jujitsu together at Casios, and he's he's a black belt. We roll all the time. He's always teaching me something new. And uh, one thing that like he uses it for that I've started using it for is like he'll come across some like really high level jujitsu guy's technique that posts some type of video that like goes into his technique or my technique, mm-hmm. and he'll send that to me. Say, hey, look at this guy. Look at what they're doing here, right on Instagram. And it's like you see it, and then you can do it. And I thought about this because um, when I was really focused on getting my sumo deadlift better, right, and, and getting my technique better, I'd see videos of Yuri Belkin, and I'd be able to look at his different grips and his, the back angle that he was doing when he was loading heavier weights, and how he loaded himself into the bar, and I was like, mm. whoa, wow, okay, let me apply that, let me apply that, and then I'd come to the gym, I'd, I'd maybe, mm, feel something feels off, I see my video, I go look at Yuri's video, I'd be like, right there, that's what I gotta fix. So, like and, you could and, even post a video and have Ed Cohn comment on it too. You could, right? yeah, you could, and, and that's happened to me before. I, I post a video and I'd be like, "Does anybody see anything wrong here?" And then a bunch of like high high level powerlifters would be like, uh, "DM me and be like, uh, maybe you cheated, you fix bro, this. you did sumo." <laughs> There's a lot of that BS, <laughs> but you, I I would legit be able to have people critique me, right? That 
typically, you know, I that don't even live near me. Right. So I think there is it, it, it all matters. And you were saying this before the podcast, it all matters how you personally use it. I do think that there's there's a personal responsibility where you need to look at yourself as you're scrolling through and think, is what I'm doing benefiting me in any way? Sometimes like just laughing at some memes is, is great. Sometimes it feels good. How long are you laughing at those memes? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but like maybe if you're going through multiple stories all the time of other people and you find that you're feeling kind of like you're lacking or you're feeling jealous and maybe you, you need to analyze that and be like, I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't good for my mind. It's not good for my health. But yeah. How, yeah. how is it uh, also controlling your mind? Because it is, um, so there's like already runaway AI. Runaway AI is um, these computers have programming mm -hmm. and uh, they have uh, artificial intelligence in them to say, okay, this is what Nsema likes to look at. This is what he does. And let's let's just say that you have um, let's just say that you have certain political views and it recognizes that. Well, now it stuffs everything your way that uh, strengthens your bias. And now it's kind of hard to even develop your own thoughts. Yeah. And then, you know, you find yourself like, hmm, I wonder why I'm taking such a hard stance on that. I wonder why I'm not more open. It's like, well, you're not open-minded because all this stuff's being shoved down your throat. Every time you scroll through Instagram, you're seeing your friends and seeing some of those things. But uh, anytime that there's an opportunity for something else to pop up, those things are popping up. And it's kind of molding you and steering you in a certain direction. And as an adult, it might be a little bit easier to see those things. But as a kid, it might be very difficult to understand or know kind of like uh, what you're up against. These algorithms are already turning us into uh, – <laughs> They're already turning us into a simulation. You know, if you if you were to think about, let's just say you were like going through a maze, right? Mm -hmm. But as you, you know, as you start to get into that maze, other doors pop open. Well, you're going to like just go. You're going to be like, oh, that door is open. I'm going to go in there. Mm -hmm. You know, and, that, and that's kind of what it's doing. It's like leading you down these different paths. I don't really know what the destruction, what the destructive uh you know, things are that are behind that. I don't know uh, what it could potentially lead to or, or, or what it will be, but it's going to be tough because if we start to lose control over our minds, we're losing control over everything. I made this statement um, a few days ago on Twitter and uh, it did really well. It got a lot of retweets and stuff like that. But um, if there was a drug that caused the same side effects of social media, it would be banned immediately. So it, it, I think, I think just having some awareness into that, like, look, this thing is pinging my brain. Just like we, we've, we've recognized all three of us have recognized that food's a drug. Let's not play around with it too much. Let's, let's enjoy it here and there. Let's have fun with it here and there. But do we need to enjoy it every day of the week? 365 days out of the year. Um, I've said this many times and I haven't seen it yet, but I mean, I'm starting to hear some things about it, but I think that we're going to see some like anti social media things start to really um, emerge, you know, maybe some, uh, uh, maybe some companies may, maybe like, I don't know, maybe uh, the powers that be will say, Hey, you need to, 
talk to people about how they should use this responsibly, just like we have Budweiser, you know, have anti-alcohol commercials, or they talk about not drinking and driving and things like that, and they talk about, um, you know, safety and stuff like that. I, I you know, I, I kind of believe that social media at some point will come with like a skull and crossbones because there is a danger to it. I do. I personally like it um, a lot. I, I really I enjoy it. It's fun. Um, it it is addicting. You end up on it for uh, way longer than you uh, <clears throat> than you intended. But it does it does give you a voice. Um, but I think what what's happening is is I think I think it I, I think it inflates our ego. I think it makes us narcissistic. 60% of all posts on social media, 60% are selfies. Mm. <laughs> um, what's that going to do to our kids? Now, who cares about the adult? Like, our shit's already over. Like, even though you're only 27, <laughs> it's like, you know, life's, you're, you're going to get married, have kids, or like, what, whatever is going to happen. You know, it's just, <clears throat> your shit's already halfway mapped out. You know what I mean? <laughs> our shit's over. Our shit's <laughs> over. It's our youth that we really need to be really concerned about. And, you know, what I saw in New Jersey from some of my family members, I got in some really good conversation with them about social media. Uh, what can we do with our kids? My uh, one cousin uh, has an app on her phone to um, limit the time that they, the kids are allowed to use social media, which I think is great mm -hmm. because there should be some sort of time. Like how, how many hours do you need it for the day? Do you need it all day or, or do you, or would it be nice to be able to get on it for two or three hours? Mm -hmm. You know, like what's, I don't know. What's a number like just, you can even ask your child, hey, what do you think a number? They might say 10 hours. <laughs> then you got to try to figure out from there, you know, where, where you go from there. But um, I also, I don't think it's helpful to um, shame kids about it. I don't think it's helpful to, I see a lot of adults doing that. Hey, you're just going to be on your phone all day and they do that in front of everybody. Aye, 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 aye. I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like ever doing that to it. I don't think there's, man, I don't think there's ever a good a good time to do that i know that some people mm -hmm. that's kind of like some parenting strategy that they use but i i'm i would advise against that strongly i would advise that you try to have real conversations with your kids and talk to them as if they're adults you also might want to put an age to it you might want to say hey look no one in this family gets a phone until your ex age whatever age that is that you that maybe maybe it's when they can drive mm. I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard. You know, it, we're in a weird time because as soon as another kid gets it, then you feel like you might be depriving your kid. Your kid feels deprived of it. Um, but you got to set some boundaries. With my children, the only real rule they have with social media is like, I, I just don't want them to sleep with their phones in their rooms. And when they don't sleep with their phones in their rooms, they wake up the next morning at like 10. When they sleep with their phones in a room, they wake up the next morning at like one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I'm not a snooper. I don't, you know, I'm not poking around. I, don't, I, I believe in privacy. I, I knock on their doors. I, I give them time. I try to be respectful. I don't search through their phone. Um, at the same time, you know, my daughter's only 12. It's like, I don't know what, you know, maybe she's getting into something that uh, she shouldn't be. So it raises it raises a lot of questions, but just from a parenting standpoint, I don't think it's helpful to 
to, to be the old person yelling about social media, especially when our adults are wearing Apple watches and they got their phone on the table all the time. Mm-hmm. What's that message to your kid? It's like you're sending you're sending a message to your kid that you can't even be with. Like even when you're without your phone, you're not without it really because you got it attached to your wrist. Yeah, yeah. And because you mentioned Gary V a couple times, um, I'll mention him again. But he's like, you know, parents are so against like oh social media and the phones, like it's all terrible. He's like, but yet the second you have a sit down conversation with another adult and your kid wants something what do you do you jam the iphone right in their face and say go have fun or go you know whatever keep yourself busy right like so you can't really do that and then also say social media is bad or the the iphones are bad but i yeah i've been having we've been trying to figure it out like i do i do screen time on jasmine's phone Mm -hmm. um i just i felt bad because like everyone else has a phone and it was kind of the same thing. And I, I guess going back, I, I probably wouldn't have got her a phone, but you know, she would have felt left out cause all her friends have them, you know, all her cousins and stuff. So I just didn't want to, uh, like, uh, it's sort of like if you never let your kid have like soda and then all of a sudden they get access to a soda and like floodgates open up. But mm. it was kind of like that. Like I just didn't want her to feel like she was missing out on anything. I almost wanted her to see it and be like, Oh, it's not as cool as everyone thought it was. Yeah. But Snapchat and you know, TikTok are kind of awesome. So I've just had to uh, limit the screen time on her phone. Just, you know, certain times it doesn't work at all. And then the rest of the day you have like two hours for whatever you want to do. Um, and then we kind of go from there. So it's, it's, it's a learning process for me too, you know? Yeah. You know, there's the thing is like every, every few months or whatever, there's, there's always new apps coming up to help you try to take your attention away from social media. Mm -hmm. Like people are noticing how much of an effect it's having, not just on kids, on adults too. And like Mark mentioned in a few years, there is going to be a, like there is a little bit of a movement right now in mm-hmm. terms of backing away from it and figuring out a way to, you know, I think there's a, there's a type of phone called, um, it's a small screen smartphone. Steph Curry backs it. If you could find an Andrew, cause I, I can't find the name Palm. It's called Palm. It's like a small, so you can like text each other and do a couple things, but doesn't have access to exactly. You can text each other. You can make phone phone calls. You can do all that. Um, but you, you mean, I don't think it lets you like have like social media apps and stuff like and that. What if you had that for your kid with the other phone, you know, Hey, you, this is what you're taking to school. Mm-hmm. I know, I know you're going to be made fun of for it, but like oh, no. John Cena went down oh. one, <laughs> two. Oh, he got up. Oh, dude. I thought, Ooh. I thought for sure that he was almost it. got pinned. Damn. And huh. Seema almost became the champ right there, or that 975 pounds. <laughs> so, but yeah, maybe uh, you know, maybe there's maybe there's times where your kid, you know, when your kid goes on a bike ride or something, hey, take this with you, you know, because you don't want you want them to just experience the bike ride and have fun. Does it take pictures and stuff too? I'd imagine. I believe so. Some stuff. But I, I think like I'm not a parent yet, but I think as a parent too, like you you. I'd want to be an example because my kid's going to look at what the heck is daddy doing or whatever. Right. So at the end of the day, like, I think what I would try to do is me, like, I'd still need my phone for, or like my big phone for like posting things and stuff like that for, you know, work. But maybe the most of the time I'm using this phone and I'm not scrolling through and that stuff so they can see, Oh, okay. I, I see, I see the difference here. Cause your kids are going to end up doing what you do. And if they look at you being a walking contradiction, <laughs> like yeah. you're telling me I can't do this, but I see you on your phone all the time. Just like you mentioned, kids that's are, not a good thing. Kids are smart too. And depending on their age, um, 
they're recognizing what you're doing. They're, they kind of know, like they know the coffee, they know coffee's not for them, you know, and why is it not, why wouldn't you want to give your kid coffee? Well, it's a safety. You're thinking like from a safety standpoint, I don't think it's great for me to give my kid a bunch of caffeine in the morning. Kids don't seem to lack energy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's not for them. They also recognize the alcohol that you drink at night is not <laughs> is not for them. But their version of that, the only version they have to escape the world, which is if we go back to last podcast, when we talked about pushing that button that electrocutes you, you know, you'd rather be electrocuted than to be lost in your own thoughts. Like everybody's always looking for escape for an escape. Now, the way that we used to do it, we used to like play games, you know, and a lot of kids still do that when they're really young. If you can encourage your kids to play games, because when they're three and four and seven and stuff like that, they'll want to play games a lot. And I don't mean like video games, but they'll want to throw a ball around. If you tell them no, you say, no, I'm too tired. You know, say, I'll go play with your sister. Go play with your brother. You keep doing that. You're reinforcing the fact that don't don't play with that ball in the house. You're going to break something. Mm take the shit that's going to break and fucking throw it out, you know, mm-hmm. or put it into a room that no one goes into ever or something like that. You know, um, I, I think you have to try to figure out, look, man, I, I want to always encourage playing. I want to always encourage the, uh, innovation, creation, um, imagination. I want to always, cause like, I don't know if you notice this, but like if you play a game with a kid, they change the rules as soon as they start losing, but that's their imagination going little cheaters. Yeah. Oh, they fucking cheat fucking so bad. Cheaters. It's terrible. Like you cheating little fuck. <laughs> look at, look at you, you cheating little bastard. What are you doing? I have to, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> nephew but i gotta call him out um they were playing um what uh what's marco polo mm-hmm. okay that's pretty straightforward rules your close your eyes are closed everyone else marco no polo. one's eyes are ever closed so yes. he had goggles on and <laughs> like his this. yep mm-hmm. <laughs> he had goggles on and his dad was like why do you have goggles on if your eyes are closed oh and he's like oh because you can see underwater and what and he's like do they know that mm-hmm Hey, do you guys know that underwater you can open your eyes? No. Oh. <laughs> like, you just changed the rules again, didn't you? Yeah. It just grins a little bit. Like, yeah. ah. But all that stuff is them, you know, the kids are learning how to interact, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think parents need to think about it a little bit more. You know, they need to think about, um, hey, can I present my kid with, like, another option? You know, that, that seems cooler or better than the phone. I realize that playing video games might not be your favorite thing for your kid to engage in, but what if now, like, me and Sima are playing a video game instead of individually just messing around on our phones, not talking at all. At least we're having fun, mm-hmm. popping some yeah. balloons off each other's carts. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. We got to talk about that, too. But um, Palm looks like it's just a, like, minimalist phone. So, mm-hmm. it's like a smaller one. But you can still get apps on it. Uh, I was able to find it. It's called the the Light Phone. Oh, yeah. There's that one, too. This one's dope. It looks like it might be e-ink also. Mm-hmm. Which better on the eyes, dude? I hope e ink just explodes and it becomes affordable because, like, doesn't make you blind. <laughs> yeah, because it's not an LCD panel or mm. whatever they're called OLED, mm-hmm. and it, it just doesn't. It's just it, you're not looking at Shit. artificial light. You're looking just at a at a book, basically. What's yeah. the name of that phone? This one's called the Light. I don't know if this is gonna play, but I, I think it might be e. 
ink. But yeah, it looks like that it's looks just like super. Ink. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's going to be great. Someone's going to come out with the phone <laughs> and no it's going to just look like a really old phone. That's like connected into the wall and has wire. Yeah. You're like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this is the one that like, you basically just connect it to your phone. So like, you don't have to get like a new line or anything. It just mm-hmm. use like call forwarding. Cause that's all you're getting is forwarding and well, apparently text, but like Sweet. Yeah, anything <laughs> e-ink I am like in love with. And I recently, uh, cause I've been doing like all the, uh, like longer form social media posts and stuff. So yeah. I've been like getting really into like just writing a lot more mm-hmm. and I'll kind of want to sit down on the computer or whatever. And then all of a sudden like everything's available and I know there's apps that you can shut it all down. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to do that because I'm just, oh, I can turn it off. Cool. I can turn it back on. Mm-hmm. So I ended up picking up a, uh, it's like an old school typewriter almost, but oh, wow. it, but it's digital. That's kind of cool. It's sick. I'm going to look up the name right now. So it, all it, it's a word processor. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. They were uh, last made, I think in 2007, all they were meant for was to give to students to learn how to type and to just write. So you type up a bunch of shit and then you plug it into a computer and then you actually watch the words go. Cause like it has to like type it out loud. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So cool. Uh, so I picked up one of those cause there's no internet connection. Uh, it's not an LCD screen. It's mm-hmm. just like a old school calculator looking screen. Yeah. I'm so stoked. It, it came in late yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to crack it open, but I mean, it was like th- there's, there's e-ink typewriters that are like five to a thousand dollars and so expensive. This thing was 35 bucks. Nice. So being frugal, I got that one instead as much as I want the other one, mm-hmm. but it's got a thesaurus built in. So it's, it's, it's got everything I need. So my ass is going to be typing up a lot more. Good deal. I'm excited. What yeah. about the side of social media that allows you to have some expression, you know, cause you like everyone kind of becomes uh, a writer in a sense, like which that has never really happened before people, unless you were in school or unless you were like a writer you didn't really write a whole lot, probably, unless mm-hmm. you journal or something. Uh, but now via social media, you can like write and you can express yourself and you can share your feelings on different topics. So I think there's a positive to that. Like that feels good to sometimes get that out. But then I guess also there's the other side of that where you go to put out a message that you feel is pretty clear and it gets uh, misinterpreted or uh, just gets people pissed off, you know, gets people inflamed. Mm-hmm. I think uh, like uh, to an extent, that is a good thing, though. To an extent, that is a good thing because even there, there's no way that whatever you say isn't going to be interpreted negatively by somebody. You know, you can't yeah. you you can attempt to please everyone, but it's not possible. But then, at least again, their conversation starts if it's a legitimate gripe, right? Where someone's putting forward a different point than you. Um, then that, that's a good thing because it furthers conversation. It furthers uh, an idea that you may have, and maybe you end up changing your idea. You know, there's a, especially with this, some of the, the police stuff that's been going on this year. Um, a lot of my ideas have changed through the people that we've talked to, through posts I've seen, through going down rabbit holes of people with different information on Instagram. A lot of my ideas have, have, have changed a little bit from where, where they first were, which is great. Um, but yeah, I think right now, especially though, uh, you're having to be very, very careful with the things you say and what you put out because 
getting canceled is a very real thing, <laughs> right? People mm-hmm. misinterpreting you is a very real thing. And taking out one little thing you say and blowing it out of context, people do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, even if it's not correct, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know what's going on, but I just, I saw a post from Brian Callen that, like, there's some, like, rape allegations against him. Him now? Yeah. So, I'm like, well, anyways, uh, it's like, that could be totally untrue, but every time people from now on think about him, like they're gonna be like, oh, remember that one time, and so uh, I was just thinking in my head because, like, you know, the Chris D'Elia thing. And he, by the way, that Chris D'Elia thing, he he actually proved himself right. He's not really? some pedo. Yeah, no, he's not a pedo. Uh, see, I don't know I, if we want to go down this rabbit hole. We, real we don't quick. right now, yeah, but we don't. <laughs> but see, that proves my point. Like I was just thinking, like, like, oh yeah, just like him. Like, and, and anyways, yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, okay, somebody's probably seen Rogan as like the king, and how do you dethrone the king? You get rid of all his henchmen and stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're starting with all his friends and maybe coming after him. And I was just going down a rabbit hole yesterday. You know, I but. think uh, another element to to all this is. Uh, we end up with a lot of like knowledge creation you know we end up with with um which i think is really important but it unfortunately doesn't come in the format of instagram in the format of twitter and the form sometimes it can especially twitter is a little bit more news related um but we usually need a longer format to really express what we're feeling or really express uh what we're about to say or you need like multiple posts you know like something like racism which we've talked about a lot on this podcast or our thoughts on COVID-19 as we've seen you know sometimes we make I've made a post with something in regards to something that we had on the podcast that might be like a minute clip 15 second clip and it you know it goes it goes crazy, you know, yeah. uh, with a lot of negativity. But I, you know, I still, I still back a lot of the things that were said on that podcast from Doctor Batar a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree with everything he said, but I actually am like I'm watching all this unfold, and I'm like, uh, like he was pretty accurate, I think, in a lot of ways. Now. Other people could have completely different view on that. They can say, hey, he was full of shit and he's a conspiracy theorist. He believes in 5G and whatever else they want to say about him. But the podcast is great for that. Podcast is, is awesome for that. YouTube is a great place for that because we can have a long conversation. We can really talk about stuff and we can we can kind of cover our asses a little bit because you have mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, before I explain my views on, you know, why I've changed some of my opinion, I need to first tell you that I looked into this guy who had this belief. I looked into this guy who had opposite belief. I kept going back and forth and then I landed somewhere in the middle and that's how I have my new um, – my new theories and ideas on these current situations, but it's man, it's tough to express that on a quick social media post. Let's talk about a quick benefit of something you mentioned there, though, like Doctor Batar, right? Or 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 people like when things happen, certain people come out with information that is not that publicly known or is not widespread. It's not popular. It, it's not on CNN or the news. Um, I think that's a big thing that I've noticed that, that that's been super beneficial. Um, like for example, uh, I think there's this thing going on with, uh, Trump and, um, the, not the, the Ghislaine Maxwell situation mm-hmm. with the Harvey Weinstein thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things being kind of, uh, 
banned on 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 Facebook or whatever of being posted that isn't in the news. Mm. But there are certain people that are coming out with information, and you're you're just able to watch it right there. Like I think there's a lot of things that we've been able to see and hear. Um, That's something I forgot to mention. Is there's been countries I think that have gotten out of being oppressed because of social media. Yeah. Say, hey, like That's imagine uh, you know World War Two, like Hitler and shit like that. Imagine if. People knew the magnitude of what was really going on a lot earlier. I mean, people claim they don't know. Who knows what they people knew and what they didn't know? Mm-hmm. But now it's a lot harder to cover up anything. Yeah. So, so a lot of the information would say, "Hey, this guy is completely fucking crazy," mm-hmm. and people would get behind that sooner, and a war probably would have started a lot sooner, or maybe even a war wouldn't have been necessary. Maybe they'd been able to stop him before it ever got too out of control. Yeah, I think that that's a great thing. It's like you know, if if something's going on. People can actually have a real voice about it. It can be put out, and if a fire is lit, then you, people just can't. That's something can't I'm forgetting. Is a lot of atrocities and a lot of. I mean, George Floyd. A lot of these things, they're able to be seen and shown almost instantly. And then look at all the protests. You know, um, unfortunately, there was some violence in the protests, but I think. Uh, most people would come to the agreement of like, hey, I think that was actually a net positive. I think that was a net positive, and I think moving forward, a couple years from now, it'll be a real positive. You know, mm-hmm. it, will, it will be like I think now. You know, it get it gets positive, but then it gets it goes too far the other way, and then you know. <laughs> but we'll we'll uh, we'll find a happy medium from that situation. But yeah, exactly. Like we're in a place of where we're trying to find that balance. We're but we're going towards a solution. One thing that me and my buddy Brian talked about was that, um, for example, the, the Central Park Karen thing that happened. Right, that woman that was calling the police on that black guy. Um, that kind of thing has happened a lot in the past, but people just didn't believe that somebody would ever call the cops on somebody for something wrong to try and weaponize police. But guess what? Now, because of social media, because you could take a video and share it, people are like, oh my God, people are really doing that. And then like people are actually, it sounds crazy. You're like, no, that doesn't happen, but it does. It's a very real thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, and now there are pages dedicated, literally dedicated to showing people doing that kind of BS. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a very big positive there, you know, a very big positive there. I think uh, we've talked a little earlier about notifications and, um, Mm. you know, I think one of the, a huge, I, I, I would just say that I, I'm just going to say flat out, I think that notifications are just negative. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's any reason for you to be alerted that somebody liked a post or, uh, or whatever. They made a comment. Um, I just, I think it's unnecessary, but um, each person is different and maybe you like that. But my problem with it is just that now you're on somebody else's timeline and I would imagine that you have your own day going on mm-hmm. and uh, you can you can still check these things out. You can still look at these things, but I don't really think it's really that critical for you to get these notifications. And those of you that are going to say, oh, it's for work. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're lying to yourself. I don't think that's putting any more money into your pocket. And let's just face it. That's what business is about. Like our customers got questions and stuff. Well, yes. uh, But if you run your business, business properly, somebody should be able to attend to some of those questions. You you know, and maybe you're not at that point yet. Um, But I think people will be understanding if it takes you two, three hours to get to a question or six hours. Like it's still not going to take you that long if you just wait until you get back home or you wait until 
you have some downtime. Uh, but I think it's unrealistic for people to, you know, think that you're going to answer every text message and every everything uh, right away. And so I think that pe- people want to, in, they inf- we end up being narcissistic because of social media. We end up checking ourselves out too much. Uh, we end up thinking too highly of ourselves. We think that we really think that we're needed. Like mm. we, we all think that we're fucking on call doctors <laughs> and you're not needed. You're, you're, you're fine. Like everything's fine. Like whatever you're doing or whatever you need to be, uh, whatever somebody needs you for the thing that you're probably currently doing is probably the most important thing. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. Whether you're shopping for groceries or you decided that some strength training would be a good idea for you for the day. Uh, Whatever it is, like, it's pretty, it's like more valuable than you're giving yourself credit for. And I would put value into that rather than putting value into, I got to answer this. I got to, like, really? Why? Like, what's the reason? Is, is there, I don't think, I don't think you can come up with a good enough explanation that would pass um, by my standards anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was mentioning to you earlier, like, um, uh, it was years ago that I turned off all notifications for Instagram. So like the Instagram notifications will come off my phone, but it was a little bit after that, that I just like turned off all types of notifications. So when someone texts me, I don't get a notification on my watch or my phone. I, I'll get notifications for calls. Cause I feel like if somebody's calling me, then it's pretty important these days. But, um, I don't have notifications on because like, especially when I'm trying to do something, right. It's like you're doing, you're doing something, then you get a notification, you check. It's nothing. You go back and you got to try and refocus and do whatever it is that you were doing. I used to know somebody and they would come in to this building and they would say, so-and-so unfollowed me. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, how do you even have that information? How do you know? People have apps to show who's unfollowed them. I'm like, you have an app for that. And now look what happened. Now you're upset. Like what? Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. How could you ever be? mad that someone unfollowed you i mean i would be like oh okay well i guess you know i must have pissed them off or something <laughs> like you know um that's weird that's just weird behavior you know that that goes completely against um you know being able to choose your own happiness and being able, i mean it's just you're fucking yourself over like whether we have free will or not is like a a massive um question for all of humanity that no one's ever quite figured out yet but you certainly don't have uh free will or free choice when you start doing shit like that mm. and when you have those notifications on i think you're losing some of that too you're losing a lot of your own freedom mm. you're chipping away at your own like why would you do that to me it just doesn't make sense so and Suma, how like when do you go to like check your phone for text and stuff because like you know i'll lob you a text message sometimes it's like mm-hmm. right away other times you know it's like down. if i'm not doing something mm-hmm. That's when I'll check, like, I'll, I'll like, I'll have notifications my on, uh, for my phone turn back on. If I'm not, like, oh, okay. working or doing something that I need to do, or I'm not reading, or I'm, I'm focused on something that I'm trying to do, then I'll put those on because, like, maybe some people need to text mm-hmm. me. But whenever I'm actually doing things, or usually when I'm driving, it's off. Um, most of the day, my notifications, it's just on do not disturb. I'll still receive calls. I will still receive mm-hmm. calls because if people are calling me, it's usually, like, they need to speak to me. But text phone doesn't let you keep them either doesn't let you keep them you know like if you look at it then you gotta like respond to it and that sucks Mm -hmm. but i Mm. think it's on purpose i think it wants you to Mm -hmm. keep fucking with it (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. So I, I found like that has been super beneficial for me because when I would have it on all the time, it, I mean, it's not like I could not focus and I was all, but it was, it was much harder to bring myself back to what I was doing. And sometimes I just like stop doing what I was doing and get distracted by something else. Like that's what these things are made to do. They're made to take your attention, social media. It's, it's the, the currency is attention. The more mm-hmm. of attention of your attention that I have great. It is for me as a business person, but sometimes it's not great for you if mm-hmm. your attention spread too thin. Yeah. And you know, it's, it is really good to have everything, like even the phone just in another room when you're trying to get work done, because even just having it there, you, you might like look at it, mm-hmm. but if you, get that notification and you stop working it's sort of like you know your your workout you got to warm up and then eventually you know you're in the middle of your set and you're feeling good mm-hmm. now imagine you stopped that set and you went and cooled off like in the kitchen yeah and then you like oh should i still have more uh, more sets to do you got to do it all over again it's the exact same thing with work you know it takes you a like a it takes everybody different amounts of time but like let's say it takes you 20 minutes to kind of like zone out and get into that flow state mm-hmm which who knows if it actually exists. I just know that there's, it takes you a while to get there. And if you look at your phone, even for a second, you have to start all over again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like really are like, uh, like bottlenecking, right? I think that's the right term. Like you're slowing yourself down. Yeah. Picture like if you can make, uh, like if, if you can make everyone individually uh, feel more important, but at the same time, <laughs> dehumanize everybody, you know, like Andrew, some of the people that you follow, some of the people I follow, some of the people that you follow, we are faceless. We are, we're, fa- we're fans. We are lumped in as just people, but we're just another number. You know, somebody has... 3,000 followers, you know, and now like it's just a, you're just a follower, right? And so it's a really weird situation. I watched an entire documentary on this. I don't know the name of it, but I'll give it to you after this. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm fascinated by some of the stuff happening with uh, social media, but the guy on the video, he said, um, these are uh, faceless followers. Um basically saying like we can't compute what 3000 people look like uh being um well what was the other part oops i lost my spot but i think there's i think there's something to that you know you can't compute what 3000 people are, are looking like you can't when you go to put out a message you're not thinking of everybody individually you know you're just kind of thinking of ah oh, these are my fans you're going to like put that out there and you're not thinking that and that's why when you put up a post, you're thinking, oh, this is gold. And then someone comes over and shits on it. But it's like, because that one person <laughs> is having a rough day. Like, you know, they're having a they're having a tough go of it or whatever, you know. And, and what you said doesn't uh, doesn't fit in with, with the way that they're thinking for that day. I don't know why I thought about that so vividly. Like, <laughs> like in that specific situation, I just thought of someone coming and taking their pants off and taking oh, wow, shit literally. out of your idea and walking away. Cause that's, that's literally what people do. Like, yo, this sucks or F you or mm-hmm. you're, yeah, it's just, you know, and, and yeah, the, the, the other funny thing about that is as a person that does put any, put things out, right. Um, it is interesting to think about, like, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit, but why does sometimes that one comment, everything could be overwhelmingly positive, but that one or two negative things that somebody says, somebody you don't know, says about what you've done can affect you so deeply sometimes. 
you know, especially if you're new to it. Mm-hmm. After oh, you've yeah. done it for a while, okay, you start to get desensitized to it. But when you start putting things out and it's not received by one or two people, you're like, oh, <laughs> you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Well, imagine being a kid and you've never had a real life experience with like real intimacy. So you don't know, like there's, there's another level to this social media, like social media is like, we're all just in like this giant simulation, you know, it's a simulation of, um, it's a simulation and it's hard to recognize how fake it is mm-hmm. because you see real people in it. Like you see your, your family members in there. Right. But it's still, <laughs> it's still kind of uh it's an artificial world that we don't, we don't really need it. You know, we went on for many, many years, millions of years really without it, you know, mm-hmm. and now, and now it's here and it's, it's a hard thing to try to, uh, it's a hard thing to try to interpret all the time. So mm-hmm. it just, it just puts us in some weird, you know, compromising positions that I don't think we've ever been into before. But if you're a kid and you've never been in love before, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, your dynamic with your parents or your brother or something is like not the same, right? Um, that's the highest level of intimacy that you probably know at that point. You know, some little back and forth you have with someone else. So that fucking crushes you. That's tough. Somebody says that you, you know, your, your outfit looks weird or I mean, it just could kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be really, really devastating. And that's why our suicide rates amongst children are, you know, skyrocketing. I think they're up like 30 something percent or something like that. I mean, that's just awful. And I think that we need to... Just recognize that social media isn't the cause of it. It's how we utilize social media. So we don't have to say, hey, you need everybody needs to delete social media. No one can have a smartphone. Those are all things that might help or might help to uh, limit time, detox from it here and there. Those are all things that are reasonable, but we have to help people with their interpretation of it. Hey, look, this is just some back and forth on the Internet. That person doesn't like you. That's OK. That's life. You know, in a, in a normal world, uh, especially without cars and a bunch of other stuff, like in, in a world thousands of years ago, how many people would you interact with during your lifetime? <laughs> a thousand, maybe yeah. like a thousand. It might be a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you're interacting with 20 million or 50 million or however many fucking people are on the internet yeah man that's huge though i I hadn't even thought about that how you know like kids haven't experienced something else other than that you know Mm -hmm. that interaction that is like just your daughter for example she would experience you and your wife and other Mm -hmm. people that are in her life that are directly around the household the people that come in and out of her life you know on a day-to-day basis some of the people she goes to school with some of her friends some of her buddies and that would be it and same Mm -hmm. with my kids but now it doesn't work that way yeah (laughs) it doesn't work that anybody can look at their stuff and you know that would be another thing i would advise if you have a kid um let's say you know, really encourage them to be private on there. Encourage them to don't just like suck up a bunch of followers. Like just make sure they're people that you know, or at least mm-hmm. start out that way, you know. Mm-hmm. But now they're in like a rat race, you know, on social media where it's like, you know, one kid's more popular in school. Oh, so-and-so's got 6,000 followers, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. You know, this is okay. This maybe it's beside the point, but it has made me curious. Um, there are, the, you know, people sometimes when their kids are born, especially when they're famous, they make their kids an Instagram, and mm-hmm. their kids without even knowing it are garnering thousands. Yeah, I think tens of Kwan's son has like uh, oh, Tyka's a popular little baby. <laughs> yeah, right. but that that makes me curious. Like, 
when some of these kids get older, you, I mean, you can definitely see how this could be super beneficial because this kid already has a following, right? And when they're a teenager or whatever, they start to develop something and they start to use something. They're already a personality to potentially hundreds of thousands yeah, of people. He's an artist. He's got some cool paintings. He's yeah. got 300,000 followers and boom. Yeah. But then also like, what if, <laughs> what if this ends up being a Truman Show type of deal to this kid where they're like... They've seen everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they know everything, right? Yeah. Like it makes it makes you wonder a little bit. Like I just I just wonder what is the other side of it? Because there's definitely a big positive, but I feel like there's a big negative there. Like if this person just ends up wanting to be a private individual, but they can't be. Yeah. I think it would just depend on, you know, parenting. I think, you know, mm -hmm. if you <clears throat> if you get everything that you needed from your parents, then you should be you should be somewhat okay, you know, but there's no guarantees on that either because yeah. we've seen a lot of people come from great families and they're fucked up <laughs> really, really bad as well. And I, again, I think it's, it's our interpretation of the social, of what social media is and what it does. And I would imagine that Bart and Geo in their particular case, um, they're probably communicating quite a bit with him. And he's probably like, even though he's super young, he's probably getting a, uh, a firsthand look on how it can be utilized on the positive side. Yeah. Like look, look what mommy and daddy have been able to build. You know, we built these multiple businesses and we're, um, they're kind of icons in the, in, oh, in, yeah. in, in health and fitness. And, um, they're just iconic people. They're just both awesome people. I think we all enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think maybe he's going to see a lot of that, but you shit, you're right. It's like, yeah, what happens when he's 11 and he's like, wait, People found out that I peed my pants on every birthday that I had until I was nine, you know, or whatever, whatever weird. And Barton G, I wasn't specifically talking about you guys. I was just like, I see this a lot. In it's the only famous baby that I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, there, there are a lot of famous babies out there. Mm -hmm. um, like there's this kid, but you know, he's... people should be cautious on what they post with mm -hmm. their children. You know, I think they should, they should give it, give it, give it some, you know, give it, just give it some thought. Yeah. Um, I saw recently the other day, uh, the Bella twins both had babies, um, former, uh, professional wrestlers one of them was with cena for a long time but they, they both had children and they just posted a picture of like the kid's hand you know and it's like oh that's kind of cool because now it's like you know we don't need to know everything about the baby but you just see a hand and it said the weight and it said a couple things about it. i was like oh that's kind of neat you yeah. know so there are different you know if people are looking for other options on how to share without you know overly sharing then um you know that might be a good option i, I try not to post too much stuff with my kids um but you know they're my kids so i'm super like they're the i'm most pumped about them out of everything that's in my life so mm. you know if it was up to me i would just snap pictures of them all day long <laughs> talk about them all day long yeah, yeah. That's, that's gonna be a uh a, i mean i already have been thinking about it like you know like oh maybe once we get a name like i'll start instagram and just start like uploading stuff keep it private just so that way we have like some record of it mm-hmm but, you know, you start making all these excuses like, oh, because I'm going to like ever run out of space. Like I can't just save the shit on like the cloud or wherever it is, you know. And then um, the other hard part about it is like, yeah, I'm going to want to post a shit ton of pictures with me and my son. Like that's going to be hard not to do that. So it's. Is the real name AZ 2020? I think that's dope, dude. You weren't supposed to tell anybody. Okay, shit. <laughs> I don't know, I think you can use combination of letters and numbers. I think someone recently tried that. It didn't work. Elon Musk. He <laughs> named his son like a model number. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is yeah. dope. 
Yeah. Oh man. You know, I'm. Uh, well, actually, were you about to say something about Kid? Cause uh, I yeah, it was just, just something silly, but it's oh, go ahead, go ahead. that I was going to name him Sega Genesis just to. Sega. Sega mm-hmm. would be a good name. Would be Sega. A sick name. What does Genesis mean? That's a cool word. It is a cool word. I don't know. I know just, it means. I know it's like the beginning. It's the start. Mm. People use it as that, like the genesis of this. And then where did Sega come from? Is that just someone's Maybe name? Maybe it's an abbreviation. How about Nintendo? What's that mean? I don't think Nintendo has Mr. Name. Nintendo? I believe it was uh, Mr. Nintendo. I'm going to Joey look up Nintendo. <laughs> you know, one thing I was thinking about, though, like when, when, when I was a kid, you know, if there was ever, like I would have time limits on watching TV right mm-hmm. but and my mom would like just let me just sit there and watch tv for hours and hours on end but sometimes on saturday morning i'd be able to watch you know a few hours of tv right but tv when you're watching a show it's still like one show with some intermittent commercial breaks you're just watching it you mentioned something earlier where you said like your niece was scrolling through super fast right and the way kids distract themselves now if they have socials they just scroll through these different things but their attention is going from one to the next to the next to the next then within a 30 minute span these kids might have seen <laughs> more than a hundred different posts mm-hmm. like a hundred different things a hundred different ideas a hundred different people doing different things it's just like like and how much of that might be like borderline you know inappropriate for like the age demographic you know it's like i don't know do you want your daughter who's 11 to Mm. see girls like not really wearing a lot of clothes you know like you're like because like what what is that world about you know now now we're getting love because we're getting more likes and i think that's where we start to get a lot of problems and i think that that those are things that i think that you can at least communicate to your kid the way that they end up interpreting that and stuff can be different, but at least they can't say no one ever told me Mm -hmm. you can, you can say, Hey, you know, let's have a conversation about this. I want you, you know, you're going to have these platforms and that's great, but you're going to hear what I have to say about them. Like, I want to talk to you about it because I want you to understand that this is very serious. You know, people are going to like, people are going to comment and, here's the way I'd like you to handle that. I want you to know you have all the love that you need in this household. You know, they're not going to care. They're not going to give a fuck about what you say, but you should still tell them, you know, and and say, you know, if you get 15 likes, you know, I don't want you to come crying to me about it. Mm -hmm. I I want you just to understand that that's just, you know, the the way, however you need to express it, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to say, don't come crying to me because you want them to come to you for everything. Real quick. So Sega was an abbreviation for service games because it was first used in 1954. Oh, wait, no, I crossed up line. Sorry. Uh, Earliest products were aimed at American service service men on military bases. Mm. So that's where service games got shortened to Sega. Sonic? Mm. Maybe your kid's name could be Sonic. That'd be kind of cool, too. (laughs) When he's coming out of the womb, uh, have the music playing in the background. Oh, that was Sonic Run. <laughs> oh, I, I know we're kind of we're we're talking more about like well talking about the negative stuff too right now. But um, like the positive side though, of what if you know your your kid sees someone their age playing the guitar or something? You know, like watching the journey, not like somebody just like jamming out like crazy, like oh shit, I'll never be that. But watching them be like, oh, they suck too. Yeah, like all right, okay, I'm not the only one. And then all of a sudden they get better. And like hey, I got just as good as you. Like and you know, kind of like that. Yeah, Which, a lot of encouragement. Yeah, yeah and I, it can easily go negative, right? Because oh, I'm not as good as that person. I'm going to quit. But you know, kind of like you know, the four minute mile. Like it, oh, if that shit's possible. 
all right, cool, I can do it too. Yeah, so something like that. But I, again, it is tough, and I think that's where the the conversation, you know, comes from the parents about saying like, okay, that like they're they're just practicing the harder or whatever it may be, molding the mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah just kind of making it. Uh, making their little minds like more accepting of like the positive side instead of, you know, just letting them have you know free will over whatever they want to see. I think um, you, you're that what you're going on there is really, really, really important because, you know, uh, a lot of people grow up and maybe their parents don't pour into them that type of growth mindset type of idea. So like when oh, you yeah. see somebody else doing something like you don't have to perceive that you have to be jealous of that. You can perceive that as, wow, that's really cool. I can do that too. Or, oh, wow, that's really dope. I can learn to do that. But especially like now, if someone doesn't have that type of mindset and they're on social media, seeing all of these awesome, amazing things, their mindset's not a growth mindset. They're not thinking of all the ways that they can maybe try to achieve mm-hmm. something close to that more. So they're thinking about like, damn, they're doing that. I'm doing this. I can't do that. I'm not smart enough, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're a parent that, that puts that growth mindset into your child and you, 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 you help them build that. Then as they go in and see all of this on social media, which they will, as time goes by, they're not looking at that person being jealous. They're not looking at that person thinking about how stupid they are and how smart that person is. Instead, they're thinking about how they can grow. I mean, when I, when, when I look at social media and I look at strong people and I look at successful people, I immediately wonder, Whoa, okay, let me dig in to see how they did that. Maybe they got a YouTube channel. Maybe they got this or that where I can learn about, their mindset and their tactics it's 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 your perception Mm -hmm. yeah and you know kind of going back a little bit too about like the negative comments and stuff and like why we focus on just that one that's because we're designed that way Mm. we're designed to look for danger we're designed to look for something that can harm our our pack you know so it's like oh shit that's a snake i need to make sure i don't lose track of that snake (laughs) so when they see a negative comment that's why it's like almost like highlighted yeah that's this is something to keep in mind and that kind of falls in line with a lot of this um validation by proxy meaning like you learn validation through the process of what somebody else is doing or what you're seeing somebody else do uh validation uh by proxy it's called is a core structural element of a disorder which is called narcissism so Mm -hmm. you might need to be careful of you know being around your kids and like just they're they're gonna see everything that you do, you know. So if you're taking selfies, you know they're gonna they're gonna be encouraged to to do that and think that that means something. Post that. That's gonna be cool. Why is it gonna be cool? Well, because it's gonna get a lot of likes. Now you've kind of painted painted yourself into a corner of well, why is it okay for you to do it and not me? You know, I'd be very cautious of uh, what you do, not just in front of your kids. I think. You know, hopefully what you get from this podcast is that you need to, like, parent yourself, you know. Um, You need to be a little bit annoying to yourself and say, do I really need the phone while I'm watching TV while I'm eating? Like, there's a lot of shit going on over here at one time. Like, can I? All right. I'm going to actually eat my meal like a normal person. I'm going to go sit down at a table and and relax, enjoy the meal. When the meal's over with, maybe I'll check my phone a little bit. And when that's done, maybe I'll, you know, I I would really strongly advise to, um, you know, in my house, I'm not, I'm not really strict. I don't go, you know, yelling and like, um, 
but it's gotten to be pretty simple at this point. You know, somebody sits down and it doesn't matter even if you're a guest in our house. If you sit down in front of the TV with your phone, I just look over at you and you're like, oh, shit. And you go put it away, you know, or, or you can just go and use your phone. Like either way is fine, yeah. you know, do one or the other, but don't sit down and try to like watch a show or watch a movie with us while you're on your phone the whole time. That's, mm-hmm. that's interrupting everybody else's. Usually when you're trying to watch something together, like you're trying to experience it together. It's like, Hey, let's, let's experience this together. Let's enjoy this together. So, you know, have your chargers and stuff in places where, you know, that aren't near the, near the uh, TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just shit, just do the best you can with that kind of stuff. I don't think, I don't think there's a need to be on social media for that moment. If, um, there's going to be situations where you're going to still do it. Um, that's okay. I think what Insema said about meditation uh, in the last podcast, you know, just don't judge yourself for it. I think it's great. There's no reason to be like, oh, you're, you know, you're a slouch. You can't keep up. Like, why do you keep doing these things? Like, you said you're not going to do it. Why do you keep doing it? There's obviously a reason that you, you want to do it. But can you start to correct it at a certain time? Um. I think that you can, you know, and just, just really be conscious of uh, just what the hell it is you're doing, you know, because mm-hmm. we can waste a lot of time on social media. I do know there's a lot of people that have told me, hey, you know, that post that you made, like, changed my life. You know, they'll say some crazy stuff where you're like, whoa, that's um, pretty impactful. But what I would say is, you know, people talk about, like, legacy and, like, hey, what would you like people to remember? Uh, I, I hope that people, um, when it comes to anything that I put out, I hope that people recognize they don't need me. <laughs> That's my goal. It's like, you know what? Hey, that dude taught me, like, some really cool, valuable stuff. I don't need to watch one more thing of his ever again because I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking good to go. Like, that's that's what I hope. That's the way my dad uh, taught me. I think I shared it with you guys in the past that uh, when my dad was, like, on his deathbed, I told him. I wrote him a letter and said, you can go because you taught me everything that I, or at least what I thought, everything I know, need to know to kind of make it through the ups and downs of this life. And so... Uh, hopefully we understand that we don't need social media. It could just be some icing on the cake. And I think you need to kind of treat it like your bitch. <laughs> you need to, uh, you know, make, make it fun, make it silly, make it just, you know, um, I've said this before as well. Like when you look at it, think about it as training, you're, you're training your mind to, um, to have some good, strong balance, and when you see something and you're like getting a little, <laughs> you get a little bit of that, pull back a little bit mm-hmm. and say, no, remember, we're training. How does that affect me negatively? It doesn't because I don't fucking care. Okay, next, you know, and you get through the next one and, and just do the best you can with it and, and view it more as uh, training your mind than anything else. Cool. I like that. Take us on out of here, Andrew. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. If you caught both of them on the live stream, you guys get an extra extra star on your your name tag. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I, we'll ship it out to you eventually. Get a, <laughs> a scratch and sniff. Um, oh, those were great sticker of all mm-hmm. three of us. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> well, you know, some people are into that, so let's do it. Yeah. We'll probably have to charge for those. But uh, anyways, thank you, Piedmontese, for sponsoring this episode. For more information on them, please check the podcast show notes, uh, YouTube, and Facebook descriptions. Please make sure you're following the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram. 
at MB Power Project on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course, YouTube. Uh, my Instagram is at I am Andrew Z. And I'll, real quick, I keep forgetting. Uh, please make sure you guys are checking out Saturday School. They're freaking amazing. Uh, Mark's dropping all kinds of knowledge and the people that have found him. They're in love with them. So the more people we can get engaged in those conversations, the better. Uh, that's on this feed. It's on this same um, podcast feed. It's on the same YouTube channel. Uh, so make sure you guys go check that out. And then um, I already gave my Instagram. So and uh, Simo, where are you at? Onlysmells.com. <laughs> That'd be a perfect domain for our idea. Oh, anyway. Only smellies. <laughs> only Scratch smells. and sniff of Encima uh, and his ghee. <laughs> Ooh. And we'll just we'll call them smellies. That's bad. There was one day I came here after jujitsu and I put my gi in like the, the room, <laughs> right? Air it out. Uh, yeah, I, I just kept it in the room, right? And I came out from the gym and I think someone's like, what the fuck is that smell? And it was like permeating everywhere. It was horrible. It made me hungry. It smelled like, free, it smelled like Fritos and Doritos combination. <laughs> I think I remember I'm wondering I didn't smell anything. what smelled like chips. Yeah, it was bad. But, um, <laughs> it smelled like chips. Yeah. yeah, guys, by the way, there is another Smooth Panther video out. So check it out if you want to stretch. What a little stretch. But at Nsima Inyang on Instagram, YouTube at Nsima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. How can I be stretched to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you all later.